Mr. Court, Mr. Boz, Mr. Witch, it's showtime. Danger, danger, high voltage. There is no spoon. Yes, there it is. The flying guillotine is an awesome weapon. It's not practical. It's not even aerodynamic. But it's awesome! Easy Rider is cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. They have fuel tanks the size of a pea. You'll get three miles out of that. Okay, okay. Could we possibly just talk about the damn movie? Obsessive Cinema Discourse. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of Obsessive Cinema Discourse. We think this is episode 12, but you make your own decision. Um, I am, as ever, joined by my two amazing compadres from completely opposite ends of the fucking planet. Um, and I've still been drinking since last week. So, um... I love how my... we're saying week, like there's actually a week that's gone by yeah, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> since yeah since last time. The period of time between the last time we did this and this time we did this. Uh, yeah, look. Fucking okay. Just get on yeah, with it. At least a month then. <laughs> yes, get on with it. So, uh, having having had my intro derailed, which is becoming tradition now, as we do this to each other every time, uh, I am joined by that fucker over there and that fucker over there. Hi, I'm Court. You may know me as Court Psyops. <laughs> Hi, I'm Witch. I'm that prick that lives at the bottom of the world. Fuck you. <laughs> But the good thing is, is we recorded two in a row. Uh, it means the witch is awake for my one. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had several cups of coffee now, and I'm much more alert and more focused on boobs. <laughs> yeah, but also there's a downside to that, because it means he's more awake and alert and able to give me much more shit for the film I've picked for this week. So uh, we are looking at 1974's The Mutations, which... I have to say I had no idea existed until I stumbled into a little DVD reseller shop in Camden Lock in London, which is a very... It's like when you're a metalhead and you're 15 and you want your cool leather and your boots and your T-shirts and your studs and your shit like that, you go to Camden, okay? That's the place to go. So it's in that sort of area. Um, it's come a lot... It's a lot more hipster these days, but this guy runs a shop called Up The Video Junction and he basically tries to find out-of-print bootleg films that basically just don't exist anymore and he he sells copies of them um for not a lot of money but who the fuck's gonna sue him because there's no copyright on these things normally and they're just not out there um so if he's not out of business i've just made it sure that he is but um (laughs) (laughs) he's a gray market seller that's the nicer way of saying it to where he doesn't get investigated boss gray market seller Yeah. He's been doing it enough years that if there was anybody who gave a shit, he'd be out of business already. And uh, I love going down there. The problem is I always spend too much money because he's like, oh, you want to see this? And you want to see this? And yeah, the stuff he puts on. Anyway, so I found this Mutations. And the reason I just had to buy it is because it stars Tom Baker, who forever will be my first Doctor Fine, Doctor Who. Mine as well. So that's what oh, got yeah. me interested in wanting to watch this. But fourth doctor who is the one that was always on rear ons when i was a kid and that's what got me into doctor and yeah, because i'm older than scarf. both of you he's actually my second doctor because john pertwee was my ah, first doctor. interesting mm. i i i remember pertwee but like it's like a really vague i must have been really fucking young um yeah. so tom was the first one who had an impact on me and that voice and his physical presence and this film makes the most of his physical presence and his size. Yes. Um, just perhaps not the best of his acting abilities. So, um, uh, alongside him, of course, we have Donald Pleasance in this movie. Um, the 
the the wonderful Donald Pleasance, who I think is one of the most overrated actors of all time. <laughs> Again, send your hate mail to. Wait, wait. You you mean to say the wonderful Donald Pleasance, and then you're calling him overrated? You meant to do that, right? Yeah, I. You have to love him because what he's done. But when you watch his performances, you're like, you're not good at this, are you? Yeah. Well, hang on. I, I don't think you can take this performance as you know the pinnacle of Donny P. All right. No, I, I, look, I'm going to get hate mail and fine, bring it on. And like I said, I've been drinking, but like, I find him like, he's like watching paint dry, even in Halloween. He has no wow. real emotion to his performances. He's just bland. <laughs> and I don't know why people love him so much. But again, that's just my opinion over here in this sad little corner. The reason um, I love him so much is his ability to scream, he's gone, the evil is gone from here. I shot him six times, six, six times in the arms. <laughs> I love Donald Pleasant. Um, I love Donald because he absolute... feeds rabbits to large plants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and along the lines of casting, another absolutely fantastic tie-in, which is a complete fluke, and I love it because I'm like watching this again. I was like, who is she? Who is she? I know her. Where do I know her from? Where do I know her from? It's Julie Eggy. I've no idea to pronounce her surname. Age. And. <laughs> I loved her. Sh- I loved her non-acting, shitty acting from the Seven Golden Vampires. I'm like, yes, yes. OCD tie-in. Wasn't Boom, she a Bond girl in. as well? Yes, she's also yeah. a Bond girl. Yes. yes, but of course, I saw her most recently in the Seven Golden Vampires, which we covered on this show. That's right. Check the, out catalog. We saw a lot of her in the Seven Golden Vampires too, but arguably not enough. But we did see it in this film, didn't we? We did! Oh, we spoilers. Did. You, you don't know <laughs> how much, much that saved you from my rage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was actually a point in this movie, the first set of boobs, I was like, oh, boobs, thank God, I've got the witch on board. <laughs> yes, you, you, you were lucky. And for those of you at home, I'm actually doing this whole uh, recording in time-lapse. All right, So you can't see it at home, but I'm actually doing it in slow-motion time-lapse. Mine's actually in reverse time-lapse. Oh, ah! See what you did there. Very clever. <clears throat> so let's 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 bundle into where we always do. What, if anything, did we love about this movie? Court, kick us off. Well, the Science. fact that it has Tom Baker in it, but I really enjoyed his makeup. It reminded me of Alex Winter from Freaked. I loved the makeup on Tom Baker. That sort of like extruding chin. He looked like a combination of like. The uh, Elephant Man from the David Lynch film about that guy's life and mm. Alex Winter from Freak because it was only half of his face. So some of the special effects were not very special, but I like Tom Baker's makeup. Mm. Yeah, he 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 really played to it well. Um, I, look, if, if anything else, Tom Baker's acting in this movie is like first rate. It's probably the best acting we got in the entire film, but for Tom Baker, it's subpar, which is really interesting. Yes, yeah, yeah it was it was average for him, I have to say. It's like the director didn't know how to make what they wanted to make in this film, and they just kind of let it be, and Tom was still trying. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah Tom was definitely trying. No one else was, but Tom was. Including Donald. <laughs> Look, I actually, I actually wrote like Donald. Donald is like just incredibly flat. Just like he's just going. They said, "Donald, can you be a Nazi scientist?" Okay, just do that. Just 
that and that was it. Yes. To, to, just be sort and of vague. Just monotone. Your, Please, yeah. monotone is fine. To, just flat <laughs> and, and bored. Yeah, look, no, that, that'll do, Donnie. Yeah. You're hungover, it's <clears> fine. <throat> just, just go. Was he trying to play emotionless and just very kind of cold and calculating, or was he just phoning it in because he knew he was slumming it? I mean, he wasn't a big enough deal at this point to be phoning it in. That's the thing. This is pre-Halloween, isn't it? So, like, he's not set the world alight. And it's yeah, like, but he's done a lot of stuff. By, by 74, Donnie's done a lot of stuff. Like, like non-horror stuff. Like, he's 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 hmm. done a fair bit. Have Wasn't he, he Blofeld he, already at this point? Like, he had yes. done Blofeld, so he was a name oh, that's by a very, then. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's so, a very good point, actually. So that's what I mean. He'd done I a, do like a lot of, like, non-horror stuff there. But I mean, mm. I think they've pretty much they've typecast him as you know the the evil scientist with a vaguely European accent. Yeah, because mm. one of the reasons he got made as Doctor Loomis because he had a little bit of a following and some notoriety, not just from the Bond films but from other horror movies at that point. So he had already had a name. It's not Halloween didn't make him; it's just Halloween solidified him. Yeah. Ah, okay. I get. I wouldn't know. I don't watch old shit. So, um, <laughs> so I should read the synopsis, really. Just yeah, to give yeah. Us, uh, give tell, tell people at context, home what we're going on about. Because they probably can't find this fucking movie. Let's let's be honest. Unless they go to some weird little DVD shop in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so check rare lust. Yeah, and aren't buying porn. So students have been going missing from the local college, and the one person who knows what's happening to them is Doctor Noller, a rogue biologist. Not satisfied with the pace of natural selection in driving evolution, Nola wants to push things further by creating his own genetically engineered creations. Having already created some amazing specimens by mixing the DNA of plants and animals, the Doctor has now set his sights higher and wants to work on modifying humans as well. That's a brilliant concept! It is! Yeah, the concept's great, but the execution's (laughs) not there. (laughs) It was really good when they did it in Swamp Thing. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it was quite good when they did it in Return of Swamp Thing. As directed by Jim Wynorski. Yeah, that's why I like it better. My, my close personal friend on <laughs> Facebook. So, which what did you love, if anything, about this movie? Um, I, uh, I, I loved boobs. Um, I love Tom. Uh, I thought Tom was, Tom was great. Um, mm. look, I I did like the use of the the magic light machine to um, to turn people into monsters. I thought that was good. Uh, was that supposed to be like an X ray machine or something, or have some kind of gamma radiation to make Incredible Hulks? I was thinking Hulk definitely because it's so bigly isn't it i mean if the light was green that would have been oh yeah see what we did there yeah <laughs> I, I think it was more solar radiation um so he's sunburning to, people yeah. into mutating that's exactly no he's accelerating photosynthesis thing um that's what i thought <laughs> I, I i i, I like the fact that donny kept a rat with a stick of celery in it in a jar to show people <laughs> Um, yes, <laughs> that rat was actually no, a celery that- dispenser. Uh, that was a uh, legitimate mutation. They did it specially for the film. Come on, mm-hmm. give it some credit. Yeah, they super glued a celery stock onto a rat specifically for the film, Boz. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They yeah. Did didn't you see in the jar next to it, it had the little mouse from Scrooged with the with the antlers? <laughs> Have you tried staples? 
Don't you dare staple that poor little animal. <laughs> um, and let's oh, see. don't don't forget the balloon covered by leaves. Oh, that, that I actually had that. A balloon covered by leaves is not a monster. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, there is something that I legitimately do love in this film. Mm-hmm. The actual serious sideshow performers that were legitimate sideshow performers that are in this film. Popeye, Pretzel Man, Frog Boy, and the Alligator Skinned Women. You can actually Mm -hmm. tell whenever they're doing their spiel, telling you about how they were born, what their life is like, and all of that kind of stuff. That is actual a sideshow performance being done there on camera. Oh, yeah. That that was legit, you know, um, exploitation of, of, uh, you know, people with... Yeah, that made me super fucking uncomfortable. Uh, But they're they're actual... That's the thing, though. There are actual sideshow performers that, Mm. at this time, sideshows were starting to go the way of the dinosaur, and so they were getting a chance to kind of do their performance once again, and, I mean, that was their... the way that they made money. That's how they Mm. made a living. So it's not as exploitation as, say, using them in Todd Browning's Freaks the way that they did, where, Mm -hmm. like... You know, like this is very much a Todd Browning's Freaks remake in parts of it as well. But the so the sideshow performers segments actually saved this film for me because otherwise I would have been really. completely bored and thought it sucked. I have an affinity for sideshows, and I knew a lot of these people because of various documentaries, documentaries and things that I watched on sideshows and sideshow performers. So oh, okay. seeing like Popeye be there and do his performance and actually getting it in color on film and. You know, the pretzel man and, and frog boy. And the way that they explain, like, this is how I was born. This is the deformity that's made me who I am. And just kind of, you know, showing and displaying what it is. And I didn't feel that that was exploitative because they didn't have people recoiling, recoiling in horror, except for Popeye yeah. whenever he pops his eyes out to specifically oh. startle people. Like, <laughs> yes, like that. I, I, that's what he did, though. That's that's how yeah, he I was know. entertaining. But you need to understand, I have uh, like a massive eye phobia. All right, I can't. I can't touch eyes. I can't see things happen to eyes. I literally, I, I, I just went. You know what? Fuck you, and walked away from my computer. I went. Fuck you. I walked uh, away. I was hoping and, you fainted like the woman in the front row. No, I <laughs> disappointed. I, I, but it was just like, no, nah, can't look at it. Don't want to look at it. Don't want to see it. Fuck you, and just <laughs> walked away. And then came back, and then they were talking about lizard woman. I went, okay. Yeah, but they- yeah, I mean, I have go- I have got a note that says this film is the it is what the greatest showman wishes it was because this bearded lady is fully legit. Oh yes, I bet she can't sing for shit though. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if that was an actual side. I didn't recognize her because bearded ladies. I mean, I don't want to kind of disparage them, but in a sideshow are kind of a dime a dozen. They don't mm. they don't get a name like the alligator skin woman would or frog boy or mm. um, the human pretzel or the pretzel man or whatever his name he was going by for the film uh, but the thing that they Something got more british probably yeah <laughs> the thing that they got correct with this film really well is actually how sideshow stuff and performers were done where they would do like a 10 in 1 show and they would bring the people out and they would have an audience sit there and watch them or the the audience would go around to different rings and then the performers would tell them but they even did the the like the blow off part of the show where they would charge a little bit extra to see something even more extraordinary where they would have like this little tent room where you'd pay a little extra. And mm. that turned out to be like their friend that got mutated into the half lizard woman creature. Yeah. I totally mm. called that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but 
the thing that they for did for 10p 10p fucking 10p wouldn't even buy you a penny sweet anymore i'm telling you <laughs> well don't get me started on the cheapness so cheap. of the hooker all right the oh, cheapest yes. oh, that's two pound hooker and an extra dollar to talk nice fuck it i'm in <laughs> yeah i would have paid her Three a quid. lot more than that yeah i would have paid her a lot more than that just to you know just to see what else you could get <laughs> I mean, I mean that's fucking Soho, which just to yank Court's chain and piss him off even more is where I go and do karaoke, which is awesome, by the way. <laughs> um, three quid wouldn't even buy me a chocolate bar these days. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for people to get that joke, you have to listen to Cinema Psyops on the Legion Podcast Network. There you go. Plug done. Um, <laughs> no. The the sideshow stuff and actual there's the the sequences that deal with the sideshow performers, they pretty much took the movie freaks and then wrapped this like genetic mutation uh gene splicing movie plotline around that. So there's actually two different movies here. We've got this sort of like Tom Baker guy who's a sideshow performer and the guy who runs a time a sideshow, and he's working with the guy who's doing the mutations because the guy's lying to him and telling him that he's gonna fix him. And then the sideshow performers get tired of being abused, and then they gang up and take out Tom Baker at the end, just like what happens in Freaks. But in Freaks, they turn on, quote-unquote, normie woman who refused to accept them and was trying to kill one of their own to get his fortune. And they turn her into one of them by, like, cutting her up and mutating her, and they turn her into a duck woman. So, like, the elements from Freaks are in this movie... I mean, it's not mm. done well, but the thing that it does is show some of the sideshow performances, which you don't see in Freaks. You just see the behind the scenes of them getting together and talking and everything. So right. that's one of the things that this film actually does really well that I enjoyed was actually showing the Freaks, you know, Freak Show or Sideshow or whatever you want to call it, the way that it would have been done in those days. And they do it pretty well. And I know that it feels exploitative to everybody else, but everybody got to remember in the sideshow performers days this is what they could do to make money this is how they did and yeah. made their living and they made a really good living doing it and they weren't mm. being forced to do it like they show in this film and whenever those sideshows started waning in popularity and people weren't going to them anymore and people didn't really care about them a lot of these performers who did this for their livelihood they had to seek money elsewhere and that's why they ended up being featured in movies like this mm. oh, okay not nearly as exploitative as like the end of uh, say the Sentinel, where the people are just sitting there to try and shock and horrify you with their deformities, like they did in that film. I haven't seen it, don't I? No, I <laughs> of just course not. Um, Clearly, so- <laughs> I've not seen it either. So, uh, all right, I believe you. Sorry, my movie <laughs> nerds coming out there, guys. I apologize. <laughs> um, but the lizard-skinned woman, like they do this really slow pan from her feet all the way slowly up her body and I'm thinking that's a suit I oh, honestly the, thought it was the fake. crocodile woman yeah. yeah yeah no that's um, that's yeah that's legitimate yeah she wow, she existed amazing. yeah and it was a Poor disorder sword. that made her skin so dry that it became scaly like an alligator's but it was the fact that it had like scale delineations that looked like an affectation I didn't think that was real I was like bloody hell yeah. I mean, obviously, the the one you pay extra for, the lizard woman, was, you know, yeah, something that, gave it away that that wasn't perhaps that, real. That was a shit rubber mask. Um, <laughs> I was more offended by them trying to play off some of the little people as being part of the sideshow for being freaks when they weren't. And then they even had some people that were in makeup that they were trying to sell as being, you know, actual sideshow performers as well. Yeah, like and, the half mm, woman, half monkey 
clearly monkey one yeah yeah that was just and it was obviously a mask and it just kind of takes away from the actual sideshow performers that are in your film and it just kind of makes it probably did what it did to you boz where you thought the one was fake when she was legit Mm. yeah it did because she comes out after that and although i would say that actually the monkey face thing was actually pretty well done it's probably the best prosthetic face mask in this thing um not going to argue that point it was probably the best thing that they yeah. did makeup wise besides tom baker's makeup i will defend that i think yeah. that actually looked quite good but i think part of the reason that looked so good note- was that there was like you had his hair over the top of it you didn't really get to see it you, like, you got what two yeah. two points where you got to see it and it was just for a second and i think that's what made it work you see i have exactly the opposite note regarding tom's face makeup um because where it comes around the jaw on the right-hand side of his face and it's supposed to lock into his lip and make him talk funny, that hasn't been properly sealed to his face, so he looks like it's stuck on. And it's really obvious for quite large sections of the movie. And it took me out of his character being that. There's, a, like, few sections, there's a few sections of the film where they do that. You are correct. Yeah, no, It's just not agree. blended in well enough. And it, yeah. it's, it's a real shame because when you do, I'm, I agree, when you see him, his hat off and he's fighting and all that other stuff and you see the full deformity, it looks really good. Um, and there's like a couple of scenes where he's like drooling because he can't shut his mouth properly because he's got this prosthetic holding it open. Hmm. And that really adds to the character. And it's just like, it's so good, really. But hmm. it's sort of not consistent sadly um that's... on the good stuff we have a bunny eating fly trap which yeah. you know, that's cool uh, that was harrowing you, that was really ra- harrowing ra- rabbits don't make that noise <laughs> no not at all Look, out of all the rabbits i've fed to a plant none of them make that noise <laughs> nice <laughs> all right I'm, are we ready to get in with the hate because i've got nothing else good to say about this film <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed there wasn't a penis fly trap. But yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. There was, we just didn't get to see it because it was the 70s. Yeah. Well, my first note was Tom's prosthetic. So, I mean, guys, take it away from there. <laughs> oh, and sorry, then Donald Pleasance's shit acting. But beyond that, carry on. <laughs> the opening of the film plays mushrooms and plants growing in Timelands photography for over three minutes before we get a title or any fucking credits. What the fuck movie? Yes, what the, uh, my exact notes are, what the fuck is this a nature doco? Yeah. I believe time lapse was a fairly new sort of thing, and it was a bit like, oh, look at that. No, so was- no, they did time lapse <laughs> at the beginning of filmmaking, Boz. It was not a new thing. Shit. Damn it. It was worth a fucking try. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and then it's another two fucking minutes after that, after we finally get the title and then some credits, before we see an actual person... Or have any indication that this is a movie with actual people and not a documentary about plants growing. Yes. <laughs> Can't argue. Can't argue. <laughs> um, uh, look, did, there, did, there was did, one bit where... I was just going to say, on. there is something that I think we need to talk about. Mm. And, and that is that Veggie Tony has artichokes for hands. <laughs> I thought they were cabbages. No, I was they, were, they, they, were cabbages. they were fucking artichokes, motherfucker. <laughs> Veggie he Tony had... looked like overcooked fucking spinach. He didn't look like a fucking penis penis flytrap. He looked like overcooked spinach just thrown together. He, is yeah. Veggie Tony anything like rigatoni? Or is that a different? Thing? <laughs> yes, it's like the vegan version of rigatoni. Yeah, <laughs> the, rigatoni is when he dies. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, look, the, the the suit not not good, not not good at all. 
Veggie Tony was just not. Yeah, he was. It was just, it, and it sounded like he was talking inside a rubber mask through a suit. Yes, yes. <laughs> they didn't do anything with the it's audio. Me, I, I can imagine they're like the production meeting is like, oh uh, yeah, let's not ADR it because you'll see the lip syncs out. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, oh fucking hell, Beijing Tony. It was just, just, just not, not good. This whole film had, the film had so much time lapse photography in it that it made me feel like the entirety of the film was being time lapse shot, where they just <laughs> did it like frame by frame over yeah, the course yeah, of several. Yeah goddamn years and it just felt like that like every yes. second of this film you felt for a good portion of it yes <laughs> Look, um it's good to know that regardless of where you are in the world university students are all dicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> donald uh, pleasance is only interested in cloning not clowning yes oh yes, yes. that was a good gag that was a good gag and the fact that they introduced an American character so they could sell the movie overseas. Yes. Because that was <laughs> really the only reason he was there. To go, I'm an American. I love how they made the American character the biggest asshole in the movie, too. Yeah. And the only one who survives. <laughs> yeah, there's he, a reason for that. He probably had a gun. In. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, political. Oh, dear. Um, and the bearded lady's 35? Really? Yeah. And 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 the pincushion guy is 32? I'm, yeah. I was like, mm, I call bullshit. Yes. Uh, Hard to tell with the beard, I know, but... <laughs> wow. Well, you know. Clearly in their mid to late 40s. <laughs> I wasn't going to judge. So it's hard to tell under a beard, you know. More power to her if she's a bit younger. You know, got to pull it off. I mean, the worst bit for me is when they brought out the really skinny woman and I went, oh my God, it's the ex-wife. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was just like, ah. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was not 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 good. Uh, yeah, Tony, act like a scientist. Um, I, I want to talk a, a, about the, uh, the, the, the pinboard hooker. Big, big. What, the dancing lessons? Yes, dancing lessons. What was it? Um, strict, strict adherence or something? Because I thought it was a bit, a bit of going to be a bit of S and M. Mm. Yeah, I did actually. The, the the way she wrote it up, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh the well. weirdest thing about that is, I I watched it back. Right, I'm convinced that the there's like a news agency walks past before he sees the board with their advert on it. Yeah. I am convinced that is the place now where we go and buy our bottles of wine before we go back around the corner to do karaoke. Because <laughs> this is pretty much shot in Soho, all of this. Oh, that's a bit weird. And it's a small area of London. It's really easy to pinpoint stuff. I'm like, I'm convinced. I can see if her advert's still there next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> $2. If it is, let me know Two. if she's still charging three pounds. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two pounds, an extra pound if you wanted to talk nice. Yeah. And really, meh. She was, and you know what? I, I like the fact that she was willing to negotiate. If you just wanted to just get hmm. the job done, flat out two pound. If you wanted to do something a bit extra, she'd work through it. So, you know, good for her. <laughs> yeah, too right. Too right. Um, I, th- I thought that that was nice. Um, what else? And you got some boobs. Well, look, uh, I have noticed that. And we, we obviously got a bit of bath time, which is fun. I always like a bit of bath time. 
Um, it took 20 yeah, minutes before cheeky. we actually got boobs in the film, though. It took 20 full minutes before the boobs actually but, popped up. But I think it was better than your pick. Sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> at, at least I wasn't arguing about where where the fuck are the boobs. Um, 20 minutes, <laughs> 60 minutes, one hour and 16 minutes, one hour and 23 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yes, time codes. Yeah, no, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not that you I really taking... sound like a sex pest, dude. You sound oh so much God. like a sex pest right now. <laughs> Told you I was on that register once. All right. Oh, I love that we have progressed to fucking time codes. That's amazing. <laughs> For boobs? Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> I don't know, man. How that's I take the... my notes is my business. All right. <laughs> Clearly, it was one-handed during this film. Yeah, we know it's a fucking future reference and repeat visits. I can do a lot of stuff Um, (laughs) one-handed. So who wears a polo shirt with a fucking suit? Did you notice that, that at one point Donald Pleasance has a fucking polo shirt on with the rest of it as like an actual suit? Oh, you know, I don't know. I mean, look. I'm guessing it was a thing. They they just said, just, just wear whatever you like, Donnie. It'll be fine. Just, they're just going, oh, hang on, you're a scientist today. Put on a jacket. Yeah, maybe he just showed up with a polo shirt and then some slacks, and then they're like, here, we have this that matches. Just throw that on. That'll look more professional. It's like yeah. he went to a restaurant that requires a tie and dinner jacket, <laughs> and they just put that on him. Yeah, they just gave him the clip on and just said, there you go. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, Tom hates birthday parties, and I agree with him. Fuck birthday parties. His character's a real fucking prick in this movie. I know he's upset and he doesn't like his life and he hates being known as the ugliest man in England that he was being billed as, but he's Mm. such a prick. These people are his only lifeline and he just treats them like less than human because he hates himself so much. It's just terrible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and of course, it you gives can't... his character depth. Yeah, it does. It, well, it, you know that he, he, you know, he's he's obviously self-loathing and lots of stuff. You can't have a British movie without a flat cap bum, uh, <laughs> just an alcoholic sleeping by the docks with his flat cap, just mumbling to himself. All right, that's what makes Do it you know a British what? I, movie. I actually googled that um, particular area because that bridge is quite distinctive. I'm thinking that's so familiar. Why is that so familiar? And um, I only ride into London for Fright Fest every year and I do it over four days and I always come back at like one o'clock in the morning and because there's a lot of one-way systems in central London, mm. I have a specific route that I use and there's one bridge that I go over and it has these two little like, almost like they were toll booths once upon a time and that's um, Albert Bridge. Oh. So I looked it up. And that is where they shot that, at the side of Albert Bridge. And there are actually two shots in this movie of them walking over that bridge. I'm like, that's the Freight Fest Bridge. That's how I get over the Thames to get home, because I live south at a river. So I was like, oh, that's really... Yeah, it's, it's a nice tie-in. I'm watching a horror movie, and it's my horror movie route home. There you go. That's really nice. <laughs> uh, and sorry, is that south? South of the river? South of the river. South. Like, Cabby's going, going south of the river this time, aren't mate? Yeah. Like no way. <laughs> spelt should I try and do a bad... Should I try and do a bad Londoner accent now, too? Is that what we're doing? Please. You'll make my day. All right, what's all this, then? <laughs> what's all this, then? Hello, what hello, you, hello. You disguised it with gravel a bit, yeah. but it, it wasn't terrible. 
All right, what's all this then? Yeah, okay, that's probably better than my American accent. <laughs> or, like I say, my American accent. There are several. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here you go, folks. We're doing bad accents because we got nothing to say about this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, uh, I've used all right, of my are we done? <laughs> are, we, are we done with the shit we didn't like? <laughs> no, actually, I have a couple more. You wanted okay, to complain about the jazz score and stuff on my movie? Let's talk about how terrible the jazz score is in your movie, this pick. That string oh, quartet sound? Brilliant. It, no, the score on this sounded like a string quartet was vomiting on their instruments, man. It was terrible. <laughs> the noise the, the was so painful. Yes. Oh, my God. I had to mute it. It was so bad. <laughs> it was making my cat freak out. Like, he was like, <laughs> fucking loved it. He was darting around the room, like, panicking, like something was wrong. And I had to mute it to get him to calm down. It's the bit in the park where the fir- he's stalking the first victim for the weird doctor to do his experiments on. And it is like there is a violin, a trombone, and a trumpet all beating the shit out of each other oh. and making noise as they do it. It isn't music. It's just a cacophony of part of a brass section and part of a string section. It's brilliant. It yeah, sounded I'm, like I'm terrible the- grindcore played backwards through like a funnel. It was, it was not good. <laughs> but what outside of that, the, for me... Without being discriminatory, who the fuck can't outrun a little person? Right? I was thinking the same thing. I had that note, but I didn't want to say it. How do they keep up with her? Especially the one whose legs were clearly, clearly way too small for him. Mm. She was surrounded, and it was foggy, right? It was foggy. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Her legs were longer than they were tall. There's no way they would have kept up with her. (laughs) Yeah, even, even on, like, her worst day, she could outrun them. If yeah, she, but Tom was there, and yeah. he's big. I don't know. Look, I'm sorry. You know, I said I'm not trying to be discriminatory, but that was just a simple fact of physics. No, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I, that was one of the notes that I was kind of confused with. Like, how did they keep up with her? Because clearly they couldn't have. But the film tried to convince you that they were able to Michael Myers their way past her. <laughs> As you say, Michael Myers. Um, there's a Mike Myers reference in this, because in one of the fights, I was like, that's where... Austin, he got the Austin Powers idea from because there's a very definite judo chop uh, <laughs> in the fights. Yes, uh, on the girl, just whoosh, and she goes down like a bit. Yeah, a- and then needs a nurse and a doctor because she's clearly in shock. Yes. <laughs> oh, she survived as well. Sorry, there were two survivors, weren't there? I had forgotten that because she was comatose in bed. Yes, at but the end of the movie, th- those things can take a lot of time. So maybe mm. she never recovered. Maybe she became a vegetable. Yay! How the fuck did Donald Pleasance not recognize one of his own students? That first girl that gets kidnapped, he says, she looks regularly familiar to me. She's one of his students. How did she not recognize it? How, how did he yeah, not recognize like, her? He there's like care. 12 in his class. He's yeah, a he, shit teacher. He didn't fucking care. You know, he was doing that to get money so he could buy test tubes and fill them up with bubbling water. Okay. Um, and it, and then take the bubbling water out with a syringe and then just start spraying stuff from the syringe onto a plant. Not inject it or anything. Yeah. Just spray <laughs> it from the syringe onto the plant. Yeah, exactly. So, right, so he didn't care what so this, they look like. So it ties me into another point in that he's clearly an, an, a sort of an average university professor who's maybe got a grant to do some of the stuff he's doing. Like, 
I mean, maybe this is a, a sign of the times, but right now, that place he lives in in London is worth about £15 million. Pounds. Yeah, I know, on a, on a teacher's wage. I'm there going, really? Where the fuck did he get all this stuff from? Clearly, he stole it. He stole but it. I've, I was in Notting Hill this week, right? And I went into this house at a private cloister in Notting Hill of about five houses. And I uh, was talking to my colleague who measured up for the job. And... Yes, this house does have an elevator in the middle, but by those that area's standards, it's fairly humble, right? And he said he got bored waiting to go in there the first time, so he Googled it. The last time it was sold, seven years ago, it sold for £20 million. Wow. And then we were talking to the property developer of that particular property, and she said, this is nothing. Next door goes down three floors, and there's a subterranean swimming pool. So if that's worth £20 million, <laughs> what the fuck is the other one worth? Yeah, yeah. 35 to 45 yeah i mean just ludicrous money in that area and you're like you've got a shitty lab and you work as a tenured professor it's like mm, yeah yeah i think he inherited his money and that house and the only reason he's working at that professor ship is so that he can basically spew out his weird sort of nazi scientist ideology all over his students and see how many <laughs> stephen millers he can get to bite see all i'm saying yeah. two words nazi gold Right, that's it. He bought the <laughs> yeah, house he's... with Nazi gold. Or he inherited the Nazi gold from his father, who was a Nazi scientist, and taught him everything he knew about yeah. plant grafting, because that's what the guy does for most of the movie, is graft plants together. With a fucking with a scalpel. scalpel. That's not yeah. mad scientist, that's agriculture, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Plant grafting. Into papier-mâché. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Into plastic <laughs> plants with hair on them. <laughs> yes. So that leads us nicely into what did our OCD, or actually, I've done a typo here. What did my cod make me see in this movie? Uh, something fishy? Mm. <laughs> Possibly some chips. Um, the first thing I noticed is as he's doing the round up, round up, come and see the freaks at the circus show. So there's a guy behind him doing the pyrotechnic thing. Oh, and he's got so the flaming shit. thing in front of him. And he spits paraffin. And misses the flame. Yes. And then looks at the camera like, I fucked that up. Oh, no one noticed. Carry on. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll just wipe my mouth Nothing. and then pretend to eat it. <laughs> yes. Worst flame eater ever. Yeah. I just imagine there's someone slightly out of shot who's just got an eyeball full of paraffin. God, hey, you motherfucker. Fucking <laughs> dick. I would like to point out there is actually no mutating in this film. Everything that's being done is gene editing and gene splicing. Completely different science. type of science. Yet he keeps talking about how he's <laughs> causing mutations and evolution. No, you are gene splicing and gene editing. There is a difference. That's very true. Yes. You, you need take, to get out more. <laughs> I need to get out more. <laughs> Nah. And it was nice to know that Donnie was up for a bit of Jurassic Park too, because he, he talked about having dinosaurs run around in his own enclosure. Like, oh, Jurassic Park. Yes. I was like, yes. Yeah, he, he birthed the movie there, didn't he, really? And one of the most remarkable things in this movie is, like, uh, above everything else, the weirdness of gene experimentation and plants and splicing and mixing of genuses and everything else the weirdest thing that happens in this movie is there's a scene again in central london they pull up in the car and they just park in a parking space and walk off <laughs> Amazing. 
never done that in my life. Because what actually happens is you drive around the block nine times looking for a fucking space. Then you stop. Then you have to try and find cash to try and pay for the fucking expensive parking that in that area is about £9.50 per hour. I've gone off on one, sorry. Yes, just calm. Calm. (laughs) One thing that I definitely need to point out, if a freak show is ever in your area, if they still exist, never ever sneak into it after hours even if you find that thing that you're looking for it's going to end incredibly badly for you don't do that yes (laughs) breaking into carnivals is never good yeah especially one with a sideshow don't break into a sideshow bad idea you just don't fuck with Carney's period well yeah have you seen horror movies yeah that that's good life advice don't fuck with Carney's and um, and it's. I, I think one of the things that I took away from this was that veganism is murder. <laughs> yeah, plants have feelings too, apparently, and they don't want to dissolve you unless you're the one that turned them into a Venus flytrap that looks like boiled spinach. <laughs> uh, one of the bits I had a slight problem with, <clears throat> I, I suppose it comes into what my OCD made me see, is like, he's like, when are you going to fix me? When are you going to fix me? And he's like, oh, well, actually, I have this virus here. Come and have a look. And it's like... How does he know what he's looking at? Yeah. You guys, like, yeah, does that, he have that, a green your, viral uh, <laughs> genetics? Yes, that, that, that's yeah. your thing. And he goes, okay. Oh, there's a squidgy thing on a blob. I'm like, I think he just played you. Yeah, yes. when will henchmen learn that their mad scientist is not going to fix them or help them or do the thing that they want because they need you to keep doing their evil deeds? You're never going to get what you want out of a mad scientist. They're just using you. Yes. Trade secret. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. E- Eagle wanted is not a good job ad. Right. Mm. Go back to dancing. Yeah, just, just ask Matt. No Igor ever gets what they want out of the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have Cabbage Boy eating a hobo. Um, so I, I was thinking maybe it, it clearly means he's a hobo sap. In. <laughs> oh, oh boo. boo. Major Boo. 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 Shame. Shame. You know what? You you deserve to have your arm turn into animated plants. (laughs) Like the bad gel ending of this Uh, movie. You could watch that fucking mat line moving up her arm as they were animating it. You can see the the mat line move like every couple of inches and then (laughs) the animation happens. The, The mat line was like two or three inches ahead of the actual animation at all times during that. And even that was time-lapsed, and then they did reverse time-lapse over top of it, which made it, like, so much slow and then backwards, and it just made me wish the movie would end, but they just kept going with it. I thought it was a really inventive effect. Liar. Troller. fucking liar. You fucking liar. (laughs) Okay, so, shall we knock three times before we leave? Yes, and I only have three for this. Yes. Three times you shall knock before you leave. Five is too many, two is too few. Three times thou shalt knock before thou shalt leave. Marvelous. <laughs> uh, Court, do you want to go first? How lonely and sad do you have to be to pay a hooker to just tell you that they love you? Aww. I can't Quite. let that go. I just, just thinking about how lonely and sad you have to be to actually pay a hooker to tell you that they love you 
is just really tragic to me. I can't let it go. Well, it but depends on, on what you're side, doing while she says it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she said, that's a pound extra, right? So he could have just said, I'll just pay you a pound because I'm here for you to tell you that you love me. But actually, he went through with the whole doing the nasty and then on top of that had her say that so you get some respect back for that no no it's just really sad because he really <laughs> wants someone to love him and make love to him and he just wasn't getting that and he had to pay for it usually when i pay for sex it's just to get the person to leave the room when i'm done <laughs> that's usually yeah i mean in his case i mean he maybe wouldn't have had to pay for it if he wasn't such a cunt <clears throat> yeah he is an asshole so he does deserve yeah. it and i don't feel yeah. sad for him but it just made me feel sad that someone has to pay someone else to pretend to love them, even for five minutes. Mm. Yeah, and um, I'd like to point to your current president and his wife. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I accept your hatred, sir, and you yeah. are correct. <laughs> because that's the look that she has one. all the time. Um, look, I think the only thing that I, I, I really couldn't let go of was... The 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 veggie Tony monster or the the rabbit eating plant, um, boiled spinach creature. The spinach creature, <laughs> call it what you will. Uh, it just, it, I don't know. <laughs> it just, it, I kept thinking of Sigmund and the sea monsters. Oh, Sigmund and the sea monster. That's what I'm just. And every time I looked at it, I went, yeah, yeah. I think that was, that was really it. The, the monster is what really ruined it for me. And artichokes are not weapons. <laughs> they actually made that thing look worse than anything in the British TV version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or any of the really old Doctor Who monsters <laughs> that were really terrible. Say that. You, you could have taken any Doctor Who monster and it would have been better. Yeah, but even, Tom was right at home, wasn't he, really? Yeah, yeah, even the right. dog skull, even the dog skull that they used to make the... Uh, fucking Loch Ness monster in that one Tom Baker episode that was really terrible. They just took a dog skull and put fucking Play-Doh and shit over top of it to make something that looked like the Loch Ness monster for that one Doctor Who episode that still looked better than Boiled yeah. Spinach Tony. Yes. <laughs> and don't turn your back on uh, Carnival Folk because they will fucking knife you. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't treat them like shit and then turn your back on them because they will knife you. Yes. I thought that was really good catharsis for all of those characters because they spend a fair amount of time with them, establishing them. Their acting is terrible because they're not actors. No. Yeah, they're there to fulfill a physical representation of something. So the fact they get to all come in at the end, not have to say anything and spoil it all because that's then acting, um, and just knife the fucker and then have him eaten by dogs. Yeah. Um, oh, he got what like, he yeah. deserved. He good. fucking got what he deserved. That was yeah. the part that they borrowed or heavily lifted off of Todd Browning's Freaks from the 30s. So that sequence where they exact revenge on the person that's been tormenting them. And that's why it has that feeling to it, because you actually kind of can identify with them where you've seen them be abused, albeit it's not acted very well. And then when they finally give the comeuppance to the person that's been such a prick to them, you do enjoy it. Yeah. True. Okay, I got two left here. I've got two as well. Why Don't. doesn't Donald Pleasance have better cages for his experimental subjects? Everybody escapes all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, fuck, he's gone again. <laughs> he's gone. My experiment is gone from here. Yeah. He needs better locks. Uh, mine is the fight in the gardens between the American douche and our, the, our hero, Tom. 
um that is the worst clothesline i've seen since the greatest showman rooftop scene <laughs> it's it's clear that Tom Baker is not a fighting man because he's awkward. He doesn't have a very good stance. His punches and his kick, kicks do not work. And then the American guy, it was just shameful. Every American should know how to street fight better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I think Tom, Tom was definitely Doctor Who fighting. There was no two ways about mm. that. Yeah, he was channeling the best Sean Pertwee, I'm very spry, karate, judo chop to the neck kind of thing. He really was. Yeah, yeah. But- did you notice your American representative brought the American fighting style to that exact fight? Because he did the double-handed Star Trek Shatner fist at one point. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for the double boot jump kick, but he didn't do that yeah. either. And which... he didn't do the flying butt attack either, but I'll give him the double-fisted hand smack, which is, in practical terms, a useless fighting technique. <laughs> the only way that it really works is if you interlock all of your fingers so that you break your hands horribly when you hit the person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. exactly. So you cripple yourself <laughs> in doing that. Well done. Such a stupid idea. Uh, what's the next point? All right, this is my final point. Was there a script for this, or did they just make this shit up on the fly? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I can't, seriously, for the rest of my life, I'll be wondering if there was ever anything that they actually wrote as a script or a story for this film, or if they just were like, let's do Todd Browning's Freaks, and then we'll just do some weird mutation shit, which is actually gene editing and gene splicing. I reckon Donnie had a script. I reckon Donnie P had a script, but he was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm famous. I'm making up as a girl. Listen, just, I'm just going to do some grafting as agriculture, and then you guys are clearly doing gene splicing, but we'll call it mutations, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Kill vegetables, whatever. So my last point is uh Homo squiddy fly trapius rectus should have been used more. <laughs> I, I'm disappointed that his full mutation is only seen right at the end where he turns Donnie into the worst uh, prosthetic dead dummy thing I've ever seen. Um I like the fact it had all the octopus stuff down the middle. Um that was kind of cool, and that was the only time we got to see it. Mm. I would have had him as the monster throughout the whole movie. Yeah, so he should have gotten stuff. kidnapped first. He should have gotten yes. kidnapped first. He should have been kept in a cage and then experimenting. And then when Donnie P's not paying attention to what he's doing, then he gets out and wreaks havoc. Uh, yeah. He should have been the thing that he fed the rabbit to, all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. They should have been yeah, doing yeah. that a little bit more. They should have spent more money on him. They shouldn't have used makeup for all of the the sideshow performers that they were trying to do, they should have put all the money towards him and then the lizard woman and then shown them more and made them better. But yeah. they made really bad choices with what they did with this money. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, really, really bad. bad choices. And, and I know bad choices with money. <laughs> yeah, we're podcasters. We all know how to spend money badly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <clears throat> Unlike Court, I'm not going to forget that we need to rate the movie. And, uh... Troll. <laughs> Ooh! Hurtful! He you know me what? for this week how much I just fucking troll my mates. I'm sorry. It's just a thing I do. Um, I'm not going to allow that, you... I wasn't going to allow you guys to rate that film. I wanted you guys <laughs> off the mic for that as fast as possible. <laughs> well, you'll never know how good my rating was going to be. Um, so... <laughs> but actually, before we do our rating, I have a bit of a confession. Um... I picked this movie for us to cover, having never seen it. <laughs> oh, wow. You are That's pretty obvious, actually, boss. Because had you seen it, you would have never had us cover it. 
No, I would. I just, I'm that much of a bastard. I would have. But <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. It's got Donald Pleasance and Tom Baker and fucking motherfucking Tom Baker. This film cannot fail but to bring some brilliant content to this show because this is the shit we do like it didn't need to be good it just needed to give us a good conversation <laughs> and i think it did that so yes it did yeah so gentlemen uh again as i'm going that way around court how would you rate this movie um i'm going to give it four and a half out of six pairs of boobs on screen nice which i will give it Three point seven six artichokes out of nine. <laughs> out of nine cabbages. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm going to give it three badly fitted jaw prosthetics out of five. <laughs> so there we are. I want to rephrase mine. I want to. I want to do mine again. I want to give it one and a half boiled spinaches out of seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> There are, ladies and gentlemen, that is The Mutations, a film you will never find and you will never see. So I hope you enjoyed this rambling bullshit of a podcast, but there we are. Uh, so, which it's your turn next. Uh, do you know what you're doing or are you going to keep us in suspense? I don't know what I'm doing on my show, let alone this one. All right. So, uh, <laughs> you, you, you two have set the benchmark for random crap. Um... <laughs> I, I will attempt to find something that meets my needs, i.e. boobs, and um, something Boobies. that you, you two may watch as well. We'll wait and see. Okay. Can't wait. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, catch us in however many months it is until the next one comes out. Uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. See you. Don't forget, you can find our perfect and pristine Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash obsessive cinema discourse. And if you think we missed something on any episode, yeah, as if, uh, please do email us at ocinemad at gmail.com and bring your own particular OCD into the light. Or was it ocinemad at Maybe it was O Cinemad at. Oh, I know. Maybe it was more like Ock I'm Mad at. Or were we thinking O Sign Madi? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>